Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith. It's interesting. So let's back up a second. He played absolutely out of his mind. It made no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. All right. Here we go. We are back doing a prolonged gap between our last Hockey Talk on the Rock. This is episode number 97. I'm still repping the rock here on Salt Spring. Laura is now across the Atlantic, but we've done the Zoom before and we're just working out the time difference. So <laughs> three people that watch us, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, today's Sunday, January 22nd, right off the hop. The one of the worst kept secrets in NHL hockey ever is Bruce Boudreaux was going to get fired this morning. He got fired after an emotional ending to the game last night and an emotional press conference to follow up. Um, sucks. I couldn't wear a Canucks jersey for today. I'm not wearing any jersey purposefully because I can't either. It's yeah. it's like an absolute joke. It is frustrating. Like you know, as I was saying to my friends, like it's not. He shouldn't have been treated good because he's a good guy. He should have been treated good because organizations and businesses need to treat their employees with respect and dignity and to just continue to trot him out there week after week. Like, well, he knows he's going to go like he knew. I mean, it was months, right? Like, like when, like when talk it rumors started, then it was really bad, but like he basically knew in November that he was done. And he said that yesterday and you're right. Like, it's not about his character. It's about, the organization and the reason why this is such a big story in like the hockey world right now is because it's never been done like this like you can you know you can look back at at Vegas and how they handled things and like that was very poorly done too um but like it's not even comparable no it's not I mean like what is the harm in firing them in November Asking Mike, yo, can you take the interim tag? We're still going to look for a guy, or we can't get our guy yet. And just yeah. having the interim guy, at least everyone know, and they don't put Bruce through that, you know? And the other thing, too, like, okay, there's two things here. So the first one is, like, if you knew that you wanted to hire Rick Tockett, which, like, I presumably would assume that Alvin and Rutherford, whoever's really in charge, would have known pretty early since they have a history with him from Pittsburgh. They probably were like, yeah, we want Rutherford here. Or we want Talkett here. Like, why don't you just then, like, let Bruce go in the offseason, don't have him come back for that optional year, and then take higher Talkett then? Or, right. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, that's one thing. Or if you're really committed to losing this season anyway, why do you need to bring Talkett in right now? Like, we can talk about Talkett later because there's some stuff there as well. But, like, it doesn't make any sense with the timing, but the interim thing would have been obvious. Even yeah. in the last two weeks, you could have done it. Yeah. And yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know how this organization has somehow gone worse from where it was last year. Yeah. Like, how is it possible that we're back here again? And like all the good faith that that GM group uh, and Rutherford brought in last year is now completely gone. Like that press conference that he gave was an absolute joke. And I mean, yeah, it's nice that he's super honest because it gives you something to talk about, but it's like everything the Canucks don't want to, like Canucks fans don't want to hear. You look at the players in the room 
And you like the reaction from last night in general, like it looked like they lost a playoff series from the players are like, like staying on the ice for Boudreaux at the end there. Yeah. And then like you have Lazar saying it's like one of the worst things he's ever gone through. Like, how do you expect to bring players in? How do you expect players to want to stay? It's just like, it's so beyond just Boudreaux. And yeah, you can talk about the fact that like the Canucks haven't been good this year. I don't think it's Boudreaux's fault. I think it's a roster construction fault, which most people will agree with, but sure. He hasn't like, in terms of like a hockey performance perspective, he hasn't done his job in the sense that the team's not winning. And you can buy it from that point of view, sure. But like something has to be done drastically. And it probably starts with ownership. And we all know it's not going to happen. But it's very, very, very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing. And it's it's tough to want to tough to want like that'll probably take a few weeks off here like you know uh, i read one thing being like i've never wanted chicago to be vancouver so bad on tuesday you know it's <laughs> like, they're, like active longtime fans are like now rooting against the organization in the hopes that talk doesn't come in and get good faith wins or whatever right and like again i don't really like i don't really have anything against rick talk i don't think he's an amazing coach but like everyone's gonna automatically hate him right now and it's just like yeah, we all we all basically want this team to lose now, which is really unhealthy. It's not nice. Um, and like, you know, Canucks fans for so many years, this is another rant, I'm sorry, but like we've always been treated like we're crap. And maybe I'm really like hypersensitive to this because of living in Alberta when the Canucks were good. Everyone wanted to shit talk Canucks fans and how annoying we were and how awful we were. The one like positive thing that I can take away from this whole situation is I think we've kind of proven that Canucks fans in general are pretty decent. The way that Boudreaux was treated in these last few games was really nice to see. It was nice to give him the send off and like <laughs> how united everyone is that this is wrong is also really nice. Yeah. But I agree with you. You know, I woke up very early these past two mornings to watch the Canucks because I was interested mainly in the fan reaction. I was like, okay, what's going to happen? Not, I, I knew they were going to probably lose both games. I knew Boudreaux was gone, like everyone. But I wanted to see, you know, what the city was. Beyond, like, today for me, last night for you, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to watch another game. Like, for me right now, it's a very big inconvenience, and I probably will. <laughs> because of who i am but i don't really want to yeah and that's pretty big totally but yeah so the canucks are in a dark 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 period and there's only unfortunately i think more kind of pain to come because now that boudreaux is gone it's going to move full attention into the horvat thing which if we want to talk about for two seconds because they've kind of released their asking price for horvat now and it's like three players, including a prospect or good prospect. And that in itself is so disappointing, right? Like for me, I don't know. Like, why aren't you asking for at least one pick? If you know about how deep this draft is, and then if you talk about wanting to extend Kuzmenko, which we can go on a whole other thing about too, like it's just so mishandled. Like everything is mishandled. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if if he's going to Carolina and Kotkaniemi is like the second <laughs> come back, like I'm throwing in the towel. Yeah, like you know, personally, I have no interest in that. Well, I was listening to the radio too the other day, and they were talking about like, oh, if it if it's Boston, like Brandon Carlo is going to be coming back, 
and he's like 26 Mm -hmm. like I'm sorry I just like I can't you know at what point in time is it just cruel punishment to yourself to watch them and to support them I mean silver lining I think they're bottom five in the league so a higher draft lottery (laughs) odds I mean like that's that's for me right now I think the only thing that could really get me back in would be if they got Bedard like if they got that first overall pick I'd be like okay I'm interested again but right now like I'm not and Mm -hmm. it just feels to me like this team is circling around the toilet bowl basically and the thing that's going to happen in the next couple years is Pedersen is going to be like hey I don't think I really want to play for an organization that treats people like shit and then he's going to leave yeah um like that's where it's heading to me and then you've really messed up like you've already like messed up everything (laughs) but at that point in time it's done yeah so it's just super super depressing and like the fact that this has gotten so much coverage not only in hockey but like like Forbes had an article about Boudreaux like it's just the laughing stock of the league oh for sure I mean like even like especially after the the send-off last night like that felt like like it felt like a coach was retiring and it was his last game <laughs> right so, like every other market was like posting and commenting about it <laughs> and like this is insane about what's going on out there and we're like oh yeah you know just another Canucks thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like as terms of like a locker room situation you know they, they knew for ages that their coach was gone they knew yeah. that, that they know their captain is getting traded like it's just so unhealthy mm-hmm. and yeah I don't know you run out of it's words crazy. I know it's tough and it was gonna be tough to do this one today but this is because he actually got fired finally today like this was the time to do it um yeah don't know don't know what to say there, there's flashes of excitement i like kuzmenko i hope they don't I, I like him i just think they're stupid to keep him because the value that you can get for him on that contract at his age i feel like you flip him you know if you really like him maybe you circle back to him in the summer but i think you just gotta cut ties and i think you gotta bottom out that's like personally my i don't know I 100% agree, but the only thing that I'll throw in there that it doesn't affect my opinion. Like I, like I say, I 100% agree. Is they've had a tough time in the last couple of decades in the relationships with Russian players. Sure. And so I can see it being like, oh well, we worked really hard to get him. He picked us over every other team, and now we're just gonna flip him at the deadline when he specifically picked our city. Like sure. I could be kind of damaging to to Russian recruits moving forward. Yeah, no, I agree. I do agree with that for sure. Uh, I, I, I trade him, you know. I, I think you just got to be totally heartless in this situation in terms of attachment. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, for myself personally, I feel like I've kind of been ruined as a Canucks fan right now. Like, I don't care. I don't think I care about any roster player. Like, if they, <laughs> I mean, like, okay, even like even if they traded one of the big, like the big three being like Pedersen, Hughes, or Demko, I actually don't think it would upset me that much right now, depending on what they get back, obviously. Yeah. Demko um, would bump me out only because uh, Martin and Delia have been <laughs> so bad. But yeah, I mean, it's, I... The fault. it's the defense, <laughs> it's the defense's fault more than theirs, I think. But. <laughs> Yeah, I seriously hope they shut down Demko for the season, though. I hope that they just let these two ride it out only because 
again, I feel like if Demko comes back, he's going to be able to cover up quite a lot of the warts, even though at the beginning of the season wasn't great for him. But yeah. I think if you're truly like throwing the towel in on the season, you say, you know, take your your rehab and um, and we'll see you in September. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that bottom bottom of the standings race is sure shaping up to be an interesting one. But I mean, Montreal worries me because like Caulfield is done now for the year. Their roster looks like absolutely awful. It's basically an AHL roster and they have a pretty like hard finish to the season. And they also have Florida's unprotected pick. And they also have Florida's unprotected pick. But I think Florida will probably move out of at least lottery like level, whether they make the playoffs or not, I don't know. But because you can only move up 10 spots now, right? So, but yeah, like Montreal scares me the most in terms of like bottoming out. I feel like, you know, yeah, like Chicago's been playing a little bit better. Anaheim's been playing a little bit better. They've won a couple games. Like Arizona's really bad. And mm-hmm. uh, Columbus is awful too. Um, but I really hope we don't get a coaching bump. I Like, yeah. And hard to see it with the like you say roster construction as it is and i think if they move bow too like it'll be interesting to see i i kind of expect like he's gonna be here through the all-star break but you never know um like if they move him depending on what you're getting back like okay yeah i guess you're moving miller back to center um but it does leave a pretty big hole in terms of like power play and face-offs and all that so um we'll see <laughs> I'm gonna tell, yeah, up leading up to the trade deadline it's going to be uh interesting to watch from a distance from an arm's length you know <laughs> yeah for sure um is there any other league news that's i mean there, there is and there isn't you know like the patch ready thing was really disappointing yeah that's too bad it looked like I think Friedman said it, but I felt this exact same thing. Like it looked exactly like Kevin Durant came back in the NBA Finals against the Raptors when he had a Achilles injury, yeah. and then he just like no one was around him. He just took a step, and all of a sudden he was down, holding his leg. Yeah. And as soon as Patch tried to do that, it was like his Achilles is done. Yeah. Like, he just tore his Achilles again. Yeah. I never play again. That was really tough to watch. Totally. Yeah. So sucks for them because he was. He had four goals in three games, you know, like he was going to be some scoring for a team that already has a chance to win it all. So bummer for him. Yeah. And I do feel like from a Canucks trade perspective, like I know you've touted them for a while as being like a Horvat destination, but I even wonder about like a Besser. Um, if it's not Horvat going there, I could see maybe him ending up there or Kuzmenko if they decide to move him. But yeah, I can see Kuzmenko. I think, I feel like they're going to, I think they're going to hold on to Brock for another year and <laughs> try to build like, up his trade value. Well, his five on five stats, like points wise, points per 65 on five are actually pretty good. He's been um, playing quite a lot better, but yeah. I still think you like, I don't know. I, it's the same thing. Like you got to move on at some point. And I, I, I mean, I, if you try to raise up his value, that's good. I, I will be interested if they're keeping him and they're trading Bo with what happens on that first power play unit. Because you could kind of see him maybe sliding into like Bo's like bumper position there. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. And then 
Yeah. <laughs> I honestly yeah. can't think of anything that's not Canucks. Well, I guess McDavid scored his 40th last yeah. night. He's yeah. on a crazy point pace again, but it's it's tough to think league news when <laughs> the big like the biggest news has been such a we're a Canucks based thing and this is a, such a Canucks thing. Yeah. Know? So there is probably little things that we could we'll catch up on them next time. Yeah. Um anyway, it's been it's been a really depressing <laughs> and hopefully well, honestly, hopefully it gets a little bit worse. Yeah. But Hopefully, sunnier days one day coming up. Yeah. Hopefully, starting with Bedard. But yeah. Canucks have never been that lucky. So, yeah. And we'll I see. mean, you don't want to get your hopes up, but no. it does feel like almost like it would be like cosmic fate for dealing with this crap for so long. And mm-hmm. like, especially this season that, you know, the local boy comes home kind of thing. But, and you never know, right? They trade Horvat, they trade Kuzmenko, they trade Shen. All of a sudden, their roster is significantly weaker, and they're a bottom five team already. So yeah, my gut yeah. tells me still. I I think he probably ends up in Chicago just to really, you know, yeah, just, like kill me off. But <laughs> I know they're the like the one positive spin is like you know it's been pointed out in the last whatever how many games they got they're they're playing like columbus a bunch and chicago a bunch and anaheim a bunch and arizona a bunch but those teams are all also playing vancouver so (laughs) you know they could also get all the wins it's not like a given that vancouver is just going to beat these other shitty teams they could all just walk over vancouver yeah i i really think that they're gonna lose to chicago that's my gut feeling but we'll see we will see well uh We'll try to arrange our time differences a little bit better moving forward, and yeah. we'll try to stay on top of this. And and God knows we'll make it to episode one hundred one day. Woo! <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we're gonna wrap here. Cool. Um. So, thanks for listening. Hockey talk on the rock, episode number ninety seven. Woo!